0: Hello, and welcome to the Young China podcast. We are a half Chinese Brit, and a Siberian Russian living in China. We use our unique perspectives to demystify and translate Chinese culture and lifestyle. My name is Lucien.
1: My name is Artem. We are entrepreneurs who made it in China, and now we are sharing our experience with you. And we just got back from north of China. It's-
0: It was so cold. And that's <laughs> all I can say. That's all I can say. All right. It was so freezing cold. I know exactly what you want to say. Oh, it wasn't cold. It wasn't cold. It so was wait, like Wait,
1: wait, wait, wait. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. We went to Shanxi province with 1A. Don't mess it with the Shanxi. So, mm-hmm. Shanxi province Datong city, which before was known as a uh, coal capital of China dirty you know like really like black industrial, really like northern that kind of thing yeah and just in 10 years it became like a very touristic city with amazing air yeah cold but really clean and
0: clear sky yeah surprisingly cold surprisingly cold sorry surprisingly clean because I'd been surprisingly there. surprisingly cold, it because you haven't it prepared. It was freezing. <laughs> oh, my God. And the thing is, so so Artem and I, we went up there to film a short documentary. And obviously, being from Russia, from Siberia, he had to go and play the part. Oh, it's not cold at all. This is, like, warm for me. This is, like, oh, it feels so but nice it's really, to have this. It
1: was, like, minus 10 average. In the mountains, it was minus 15. And a bit snowy. So... Average temperature in my hometown in winter time. It's like twenty thirty minus. Yeah, so but man, it
0: doesn't matter about what it's what you had in your childhood. Like your your body doesn't get used to something and then and then have like a an immunity for ten years. It's not right? the you immunity. Spent, you spent but like six years in Guangdong and then and then a year in Shanghai. Yeah. Where it's always hot. Like
1: but it is my blood and my gene. I no, don't know. Man. I can I can handle it. I mean, like, it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't mean I just, like, d- take out all clothes <laughs> and we'll be, like, you know, swimming in this snow. <laughs> I, I, I know. No. But, uh, yeah, it was it was okay. But anyway, uh, we went there, and you saw for the first time the real snow. Mm. And the thing is, our cameraman, who is Chinese, and he's... Oh,
0: wait. In Britain, you don't have real snowy weather? Not really. So I live in London, so it's only really in the North Scotland, the Highlands, where you get snow.
1: So you've never been there?
0: Not in the winter, no. Wait. It's too but, cold. But why would you it, said you had ski anyone, in Switzerland. Yeah, we yeah we would ski in Switzerland. So but there a is lot of snow. Yeah, yeah, but a lot of the time it's an Easter, right? Mm-hmm. So it's actually sunny, so you can actually ski in a t-shirt.
1: So it means you never experience snow and cold, real oh, yeah, cold. I've
0: seen snow, but I've never had, like, cold that's so bad. Bitter, so like real winter, okay. You experienced real winter. Yeah, real winter.
1: Well, our cameraman, who is from Fujian province, he's 25 years old and first time in his life he saw real snow, you know. And he was happy as a kid, you know. He was, like, <laughs> trying to eat it and, like, to uh, get into the snow and just play with the snow. And he not only experienced winter for the first time, but also snow. hmm And it's interesting, so uh, like how China, I mean like Russia is big, but it's like big from east to west, you know, while China is big from south to the north. Mm -hmm. That's why like half of Chinese people haven't seen snow for like for their life, you know.
0: Yeah, and that really brings us into our topic today of how big is China really? I think you can tell from Artem's story just now about the cameraman. It's massive. I mean, how many people have you met that have never even seen the sea or seen snow? Some people I know have never even seen been to their own capital city, Beijing.
1: Yeah, that's that's me. That's me. I mean, like it happens in big country. It may be very strange for you, like as European from a tiny, tiny island. Tiny island, right? But you know, I've been to Moscow first time in, when I was twenty three. Oh, <laughs> So I've been to Beijing earlier, it was my first <laughs> capital, earlier than my mm. own capital, because it's the same from Siberia flight to Moscow four hours and like flight to Beijing. It's also like about four hours. And I saw snow first time. To- uh, I saw the sea the first time in China, in Dalian. Ah. Dalian city. How old were you? 20. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't remember I was that happy. Okay, okay, this is a C. Mm, <laughs> Well, nice. that's
0: because you're Russian and you're never really very happy yeah. anyway. <laughs> like, your default mode G- is just gr- like... Grumpy Siberian. Grumpy Siberian, wow, exactly. wow, snow, wow, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I, actually, I'm really curious about this topic. And let's actually start from when we were younger. So, China's become a lot smaller because the transport has gotten so good. So, there's bullet trains and airplanes all over the place. But... I know that you used to travel here when you were a lot younger, right? And yeah. I I also used to with my family and then mm-hmm. later when I came backpacking as a teenager. You must have some some of those green trains, the old green train stories, right? 12 hours, 24 hours, even 36 hours just like going from like one side of the country to the other.
1: And uh, but I used to it in Russia. We still have this green... Oh, oh, really? <laughs> most of the territory of Russia <laughs> still use this kind of old green trains. Ah. You know, we have only one high-speed train from Moscow to St. Petersburg. Other, like, let's say, like, my hometown is a small city near Altai Mountains. Mm -hmm. If you go to Novosibirsk, which is a big uh, municipality in Siberia, it's actually just 400 kilometers. Mm. You need to go there. The whole night, from, <laughs> you know, like about 14 hours. Wow. <laughs> because it's stop every time. And mm. then in the big cities stop like for one hour. And then you need you really, you know, the 400 kilometers, you're going for 14 hours. <laughs> well, here you can go, I don't know, like you can be, you can be in Kunming in 9, 10 hours, I mm. think from Shanghai, you know. So it's, I mean, like for, for me as Russian is nothing special in this topic and nothing special in the big country. The special thing is, like, how developed China now. And, like, when you use high-speed railways, you don't feel this distance. That's the thing.
0: Mm, you know? Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, I think you're completely right about not feeling that distance. You can do Beijing-Shanghai in just under five hours. Yeah. It's like a thousand kilometers, man. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's just like m- like it's a such a huge distance, but it feels very short.
1: Yeah, could you imagine like back to like 100 years ago, or even like earlier, how people travel? Like from Beijing to Shanghai It's a long journey. Yeah, you know? yeah it's like
0: <laughs> like weeks,
1: right? I don't know how 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 many kilometers you can ride by horse for one day. <laughs> <laughs> I can do on my bicycle 120, so probably about like 120 or something. Mm. So
0: okay, one week. Yeah, but we've we've got roads now. Remember, mm-hmm. good roads. Yeah. So back at, then it would be yeah. it would definitely be at least a week. And
1: no, any like hooligans, like bad oh, yeah, guys on the road and yeah, stuff. bandits. Yeah. Okay, let's start with some theory because actually I realized uh, as China studies guy that many people who live here for a long time and even studied in Chinese universities, they they Chinese could be really good, but they have no any understanding what's going on in terms of like. Uh, parts of China. So there are 34 such divisions claimed by the People's Republic of China, classified as 23 provinces, four municipalities, five autonomous regions, and two special administrative regions. And here, when someone says like I know China so well, my first question: Could you name me four Chinese municipalities, which is like fourth most important
0: city in China? Beijing, Shanghai, Tianjin, Chongqing. So
1: you know, but most of the people, even like, they sometimes they name Hong Kong or Guangzhou or Shenzhen something, which is not.
0: Are we going to do a challenge format today? Is that how the podcast is going to go? You be the taskmaster and you ask me questions. Go on.
1: Yeah, but how how long have you been uh, known these things?
0: But I really like geography. I've Mm -hmm. always really loved geography since as a kid. So I, I go out of my way to understand this stuff.
1: Because like Tianjin, some people could uh, hear about because a big port back, mm. I, I mean, in the north of China, but and it's close to Beijing. And if you check on the map, these two huge municipalities, Beijing and Tianjin, are come together, which is like becoming almost one th- city really. Mm. It's like 40 minutes by high speed railway from Tianjin to Beijing. And Chongqing is a city no one knows. <laughs> and there is like, by some ratings, is the w- the biggest city in, in in the whole world. Over 30 million people, 33 or something, in the whole area. Mm. No, urban population is still not that high. It's about like 16 million people. By urban population, actually, Shanghai is one of probably the biggest city in the world. Like yeah. by urban population. Yeah, like yeah, you, yeah. you live in a city uh, area. But Chongqing is kind of a really huge thing which are known for foreigners at all. Mm. Most of foreigners could uh, heard about Chongqing by Chongqing Express, you know, this, like, uh, the movie by Wong Kar-wai. Mm. And called Chongqing because uh, it's uh, kind of a Cantonese and old transcription. Chongqing mentions Chongqing... And, and that's all what they know. <laughs> and maybe Chongqing Hot Pot. Uh-huh. But where is Chongqing? What is that? Uh, it's... I mean, what is municipality? Do you have something like... The, London is municipality, right?
0: London is its own administrative region, yeah, Mm -hmm. like a municipality.
1: In Russia we only have St. Petersburg and Moscow, like a special things, municipalities, but in China they have four. We keep our challenge, so municipality is done. What about special administrative regions?
0: Well, the SARs are Hong Kong, Macau. They were previously colonies of the UK and Portugal, handed back in 97.
1: Macau later, two years, 1990. Uh, Then they have around 50 years of this period, when they have this special status. Mm. Then it will be probably municipalities the same mm. as Tianjin, Chongqing, Beijing, Shanghai,
0: right? Do you remember the handover?
1: No, it was a big thing for Britain, I think. I
0: remember it so clearly. I remember thinking, how can you have a contract to hand back a country to another country? I remember just thinking, it's not it's not like a a car or like a house like how can you how can you have all these people millions of people and they're like bound under a contract to just get handed back to someone else i i find the Absolutely. concept incredible i can't believe that it was bound and it's it's legally binding for so long so the power of international
1: law there was a contract contract is over give it back <laughs> incredible, and so now huh? hong kong is a part of china Hmm. (laughs) Himalaya, part of China, uh, as Macau. And there is five autonomous regions
0: of China. Could you name all five? So those are the five, Ningxia, Tibet, Inner Mongolia, Xinjiang, And, and Guangxi. Yeah. Oh my god! I just said it. I forgot already. That's terrible. The,
1: that person really loved geography. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like it's a bit complicated because you don't have these things in like in Britain for sure. Mm. And even I don't think like America have this. The states quite
0: independent. But, but the states have it in some way. So the Native Americans they have their own land. They have a lot of freedom on that land. So they build casinos and stuff, right? <laughs> no, because they're like, they're, they but have their own not tax like laws.
1: administrative region, like on the high level. Have you seen like Inner Mongolia and Xinjiang? Mm. Why it's called like autonomous region? Because they have uh, much more freedoms. I mean, like in terms of their language, culture, mm. so they can uh, preserve the, 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 their own cultures. Because usually why it's called like this? Because it's inhabited, can I say inhabited in this yeah, case? Yeah, yeah by ethnic minorities which is we again come back to ethnic minorities there are 55 ethnic minorities where like 90 percent of people are hanzu is like uh, the title nation and other 10 percent which is like means like every like, like there are 150 million people they're ethnic minorities they give them more freedoms to decide how they want to live well, central government is still, like, have power there, for sure. Mm. But I mean, like, we have in Russia the same thing. We have a lot of minorities, eth- national, minor- ethnic minorities, a lot. So we have, re- we call it republic. For example, my home region, like, near my home region, there is Altai republic where we mm. live Altai people. Which is like mostly like Mongolians. So China have kind of the same. So when you have that big country, for sure you have a lot of ethnicities, and you need to do something with this, right?
0: I think in the United States, each state has a lot of power. They mm-hmm. really can do almost anything they want. Whereas I think here it's still very centrally d- driven from Beijing. And the impression I get from like the every person, everyday person on the street, is that there is no distinction between Autonomous region or province. It's just they're all provinces, Mm -hmm. right?
1: He has said like it's almost the same like Chinese provinces, but uh, its own local government it has its own local government still and uh, It has more legislative rights and actually China is from the start of the People's China Republic They kind of proud of this. That's the same stuff was in Soviet Union The different ethnicities live together in a peace, they help each other, and so it's like friendship, whatever.
0: It seems to me that a lot of ethnic minorities tend to stick to where they are or close by.
1: Yeah, sure, because they have all environment there. That's why it's like special uh, autonomous regions, right? Because they are the language in the schools. They people like talk in their language. They have their own religion. They they have own places to worship. And uh, I mean, like, and they are also not only autonomous region. You know, like autonomous county inside the province. Mm-hmm. For example, we went to Liushui, where it's like. The part of Lishui city is autonomous county. There is Shezu autonomous county. So just like for one of Chinese really small ethnic minorities, She, which actually write as S-H-E. It's interesting, She. <laughs> that is She people. Uh-huh. And they have their own county. And again, most of them live there in China. It's the same like, you know, in Ziling they have this Korean, Yanban mm-hmm. Korean mm-hmm. autonomous county. And a lot of... Uh, North Koreans actually yeah. who like went there a long time ago. They stay there and they're like I mean like I know I have many friends from there because I I, I studied in Chanchun for a while and there are a lot of Koreans. A lot of Koreans. And they're like the the native language is Korean.
0: Hey I've actually heard there are some Russians, And I showed you this video of this guy as well. There's some Russians who were, like, born here. Their grandparents were born here. Yeah. And they've yeah. only known Chinese language and Chinese culture yeah. their entire life. So it's really funny, like, this, like, white Russian face in like a thick Chinese yeah. accent, you know, like just Dubai. doing Chinese stuff, <laughs> right? Like eating Chinese food, drinking Chinese yeah. beer, like hanging out with the Chinese buddies with like a thick Chinese accent. I think that's amazing.
1: Yeah, Russian, min- Russian ethnic uh, minority is one of uh, 55 which is included by constitution like, in mm-hmm. China. And there are many Russian people in history. Because like we are on the border. Mm-hmm. Part of Russian ethnicity lives in Xinjiang closer to Kazakhstan border, because before it was like Russian Empire close to that region. And part of them in Dumbay, like Harbin, and that's uh, near Russian border. Yeah. And they really like, they look like uh, Europeans, okay. but but they they, they they can't speak Russian. Okay. And they like,
0: this they, they, it, it's interesting. It's kind of... A, it's kind of like a mind-blowing kind of effect to see it happen, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so... We just came back from Huabei which is like the north region, but like middle north. Mm-hmm. So it incorporates parts of Inner Mongolia, Shanxi, Hebei, And then to the east mm-hmm. is Dongbei, right? And that's three provinces.
1: Yeah, it, but it's interesting how they, they, they split China in like traditional regions, you know? Mm.
0: They used this before
1: when the Communist Party just came. They split China in a huge... Five well, or six regions, mm. right? And now it's not officially used. But Chinese people in, like, uh, daily life, they still, like, split China in these regions, really. For example, when we went there, they say we are in Huabei. And when we went to, like, Dunbei, for example, they say we are in Dunbei. And they don't say which in which provinces. Mm. They're still mm. saying that, like, a few provinces is, like, friendly provinces. So, you know, like... <laughs> Then you'll make homie. Yeah. You can be from different province, but the same region. So mm-hmm. like, oh, we like have more mutual things, right? The interesting thing that uh, before, like just like 50, more than 50 years ago, they split China in the big, like macro regions, you know, and there was only six regions, which is not used now, I mean, like officially, but Chinese people still use it, and uh, if you like the from the province, which is part of let's say, Hubei, when, we, when they're or Dunbei, you're still like a gummer. you're still like a, like a homie, you know? <laughs> uh, you're, you're my friend. Yeah. So could you the one is like, okay, hubei Dunbei, there are four
0: more regions. The sea Bay, which is southwest, uh, sorry, Northwest, Northwest, yeah. Sinan, which is southwest, Southwest. Zhongnan, which is like central-south, south-central. Yeah. And then Dongnan. Is that right? It's Huadong,
1: is China, which is like Shanghai. Ah, okay. So there was, let's say, capitals of this region. Hubei with a capital in Beijing. Dongbei with a capital in Shenyang. Huadong with a capital in Shanghai. Zhongnan with a capital in Wuhan. Then, Sibei, Xi'an. And, Xi'nan, Chongqing. It's strange that, like, Guangdong is... That's
0: really interesting. Guangdong wasn't the capital then Mm, of that region, huh? Wow. But Guangdong has been, like, an economic powerhouse. I mean, certainly the last 30, 40 years. But maybe not back then, then. Like, that was still 50, 60 years ago. Maybe not back then.
1: Uh, Yeah. But Wuhan was the big thing, actually, before, you know? Wuhan
0: has always been big, but I'm not so sure if it was very prosperous at the time.
1: Yeah, there was, like, it was another... It was the name Hanko. And there was like even many like I mean like it was important city. Ah uh, ah uh,
0: yeah, Kong. Yeah. And
1: Canton was always was like they have their own vibes. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so but, but anyway they 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 like a part of Zhongnan. So it's interesting like these things maybe maybe you think it's not that important but Chinese people use it in mm. their daily life,
0: right? I think that just goes to show how big China is, that not only is everything split into provinces, but even those provinces, they have to like clump together with other provinces just to make it clear the differences between these cultures. I think when you talk about the regions, people have this real ideas or maybe even bias or stereotypes about what these regions represent. So I've got friends from Shanghai or the South who think about Dongbei as just being like this completely freezing place, which it is. And I guarantee it's freezing there. (laughs) But they also say things like, oh, Dongbei people don't really shower. I'm like, what? And they're like, yeah, because they only they only like they love to go to bathhouses. And so they'll shower like once, once or twice a week. (laughs) And then I actually asked my Dongbei friend, I was like, is this true? They're, They're like slandering you. And she was like, yeah, it's cold, so we don't sweat. So we, so we don't really shower that much we'll like shower or we'll go to a bathhouse like once or twice a week or three times a week and we'll get like this special scrub to like get the skin off and for them that's okay because like, like I say they don't sweat there whereas in the south it's like god you have to shower every day like sometimes like living in Shanghai in the summer I'll shower like three times a day because i just like every time you even like open the window, you start sweating. But it's
1: still biased thing, you know. Like they they do shower. <laughs> I mean, like it's, it's not like <laughs> one time in a week or something. It's, it's it's no. It's not like this. It's not like uh, high mountains, Tibet. You know when mm. people really don't don't shower. <laughs> no, but it's interesting. For example, Russia. Even Russia is that big. We yeah, I don't think like Moscow people understand real how like Siberia lived. But at least they don't have that many bias as uh, people here in China have about their own regions. It's about, again, about diversity. Russia's big, but all we speak the same language without that many dialects.
0: I think you're completely right. That And what's so interesting is they do have these misconceptions about each other because it's such a big country, even though it's easy to travel. Sometimes people won't even go to other parts of the country or they won't even meet people from other regions. That's really interesting.
1: Yeah, and that's why there are a lot of yeah, what they eat, how they behave and all the things. is Sometimes not really good. You know, like, uh, yeah, about Dumbe they sometimes think that they are like barbarians. They don't have anything there, you know. Or they when they know I, if I'm from Russia, like, let's say, Southern Chinese, they say, oh, you're from Russia. It's that cold. Uh, I say, yeah, it's cold. How can you live there? I say, okay, how Dumbei people can live there? So, is it the, the same cold? I say, yeah, look at Mohe or Harbin, like uh, in the winter, like 35 with minus, it's okay. Oh, really? I never thought about this, you know? So, they, they even never thought like the, the part of China is also really cold, mm.
0: the same as in Russia. <laughs> Actually, let me give a really good illustration of how big China is. So when I fly home back to London from Shanghai, to get out of China takes about six hours, right? So it's a 12-hour flight, and within six hours, you've just crossed the border out of China and into, like, Eurasia and then back into Europe. To cross Europe is, like, three hours. That's incredible, Wow. Like Europe you're telling this uh, <laughs> a,
1: a person who traveling like from Vladivostok to Russia, like for <laughs> eight hours <laughs> in in a plane, and you're still in the same country, you know. <laughs> and while in Moscow in the morning, it's like evening already in Vladivostok. So sorry, but that topic is nothing surprising for me. I can I it's, can ex- what will happens with you if you go to Russia and realize how <laughs> how big is Russia. But not that diverse, really. It's mm. like you still can feel the same vibes everywhere.
0: Yeah, okay. But like you say, it's because Russia is very northern, right? Yeah. Whereas China is different. And so when they talk about these six different regions, or then you know the different provinces, is that each one does have a very unique culture and because they have different climates, they have different foods, etc. So. In a way, if you go to Dongbei versus Hainan, Hainan is right in the south, it's the southern island. You might as well, it feels like you're in a different country, honestly, because in some ways, the culture is still very strong in terms of they speak Chinese, thread of tradition that runs throughout all Chinese people. But in everyday habits, because it's, it's subject to the environment, things really, really change. Do you know how, how China is actually divided? There's there's this line that divides China. And this one's really interesting because it goes back to all the province stuff that we're talking about. So, because there are so many provinces and you know that China has got so many people, do you know where most of the people actually are, though, and where the least people are? So,
1: it's become you're challenging yes, me. I'm but challenging it's you. It's so
0: easy, you know. Right, because you're the
1: eastern um, and southern part of China. Because of uh, climate, because of sea, just historically, this is the richest regions in China. And actually, this is a big problem because all populations, all production, all economy is concentrated on the East and South China.
0: So there's actually a line, right? And I'll give you two statistics. So today I'm the statistics master, whereas usually it's Artem. So in 1935 the west of the line had 64% of the area and only 4% of the population. Four? Whereas 4 percent of the population, right in the west. And then obviously the east had 36% of the area, but 96% of the population. And this line goes from around Dongbei and it cuts down to just above Sichuan. Mm -hmm. And then the rest of that area, which is, you know, on the West, 64% had only four percent of people. That's that's an incredible thing to think about. Especially when you look at like these cities like Shanghai, you see these pictures of, of like bustling, crowded streets. And then in the same country, it's like empty. It's like desert or forest or mountains. What is the latest statistics? And so the latest statistics are in the West it's around fifty-seven percent of the area, but only six percent of the population. And in the east, 43%, but 94% of the population. So so it's largely the same. There's some movement or population growth in the west, but it's still mostly within the east and south. And you can see that, I mean, anyone who's been to China, you will feel it immediately because more than likely you'll land in Beijing or Shanghai or Guangdong and you'll just see masses and masses of people. But once you head out to west, it feels noticeably... More empty, and you'll see in the last few years, China has been making some policies towards revitalizing the West. So Xi'an, which is in the northwest, that's tr- that's become a very important city. Urumqi as well, which is in Xinjiang, very far northwest. Man, even, you see this
1: Chengdu, Kunming, any any like inner but even regions.
0: Even when you talk about even when you talk about Urumqi, which is the capital of Xinjiang, my friend lives. For, like, you know, very close to the border of, of Xinjiang and Kyrgyzstan, I think. And for her to get to Urumqi is like a 24-hour bus ride. Yeah. That's in the same province, man. Yeah. That's incredible. Xinjiang is huge. Yeah. It's huge. So, you know, even within the same province, the distance is so big. Um, I think that's a really, really interesting line that divides China. And it also really informs the way that people think, the way that the economy grows and then how the culture permeates into China. Because actually, you look at Chinese movies and songs and stuff like that, you actually don't hear that much stuff about Bay. Yeah. right? Maybe you'll hear, like, the traditional music, but you don't hear about, like, I don't know, cool rappers or young singers from there. They all... There's probably not that big an industry over in Bay for musicians and movies. They probably, if they're talented, they fly over to... The East and South, and they get established here.
1: Yeah, that's a long monologue of you. <laughs> I want to show the statistics to some Russian people who really scared that Chinese people will come and take over Siberia and like part of Russia. And because they think that China is overpopulated and there are no places to live here anymore and then we'll come and conquer Russia or something like this. You they know? really
0: think that? Some of them really, really think
1: that they don't have enough lands. You know, they they, they they think like even they don't leave it, they use it for, like, I don't know, for production or for agriculture or whatever. Well, like a lot of Chinese land, which is much better and useful, like, if comparing with Russian North, you know, mm. most of Russian, Russia is also like not populated at all. But because you can't live here, you, you know, you know, it's like super <laughs> yes. cold. It's like, it's, it's like, it's, uh, it's really like North. Well, most of Chinese territories are okay for human being and they still have a lot of lands to develop, right? So uh, I I think like uh, I'm not sure dumbei people will 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 move to a Russian part. They they prefer China's south, at least the China's center. Uh, you know, <laughs> there are a lot. It's interesting that actually a lot of dumbei people in Hainan. Mm. Yeah, they love it, it in the south. They, they love it. A lot. They
0: love The whole island is like for Dumbay people. You know, <laughs> but that's really funny because I actually once saw a poster on the internet that said "Nega." <laughs> which means which which means which person from Dongbei doesn't have their own house in Hainan, really right? Like. Because they love it there because it's yes. so hot, right? <laughs> and my friend from Dongbei, she was saying like her parents' dream is to like buy a house in Hainan <laughs> because they just want to get away from the cold. Oh my god, I cannot believe how cold it is there. Like now, I finally experience cold. I am never going to the north in the winter again. Never, okay. never.
1: Okay. How much money you need <laughs> to get to go to the Dunbay for next project. Okay. <laughs> I'm actually flying to Qingdao next week and I checked this minus. Yeah, again. Wow. Well, Qingdao even, is also yeah. kind of cold. Like and there's s- like seaside. Yeah, yeah. Sea Can sea cold, you imagine right? like sea cold? Nancy, yeah. And
0: it's minus and like, oh <laughs> Yeah. Can okay, let's talk let's talk a little bit about backpacking when we were kids, when we were younger. Do you remember the longest you ever spent on a train?
1: Mm, yeah. About three days, about four <laughs> days. Because uh, I, my, my family lived in Tashkent, in Uzbekistan. Mm, mm. So I actually, on the train, I went through two borders. First like Uzbekistan and Kazakhstan, then Kazakhstan Russia. I went there like, and it actually was interesting. I was like 11 years old. My uh, My younger brother was like eight years old. And we went there without parents, oh without any adult people. Oh, my God. <laughs> for three days. Oh, my God. <laughs> because my mom and dad, like, sent us to, to granny uh-huh. to my hometown, for summer holidays. And uh, they, they just gave us to attendant, probably some pocket, I don't know, schumbau, how do yeah. you call it? Like, some money, yeah. something like, you know, connections. And then we went like this.
0: Oh, that's wild. <laughs> no, I, I remember that's happened to me when I'd go on an airplane to, from different countries. My parents would put me on there. But a train for like three or four days, that's wild. But you know, actually I've got this I've got this actually kind of horrible story. Granddad, I think it was he had an older brother or an uncle who was like, you know, very young. And back then, everyone in China was illiterate. And he got onto a train and he must have not been able to he must have been so young he couldn't remember the name of the city mm. or, the, or the town or his name or his family name. And no one had a telephone back then. He just got lost. They're oh. like we never found him. What? Yeah. Isn't that terrible? And I think that's a symptom one of, you know, everyone being illiterate. But also, it's such a big place and there's so many people. It's yeah. so easy to get lost. Oh my
1: god. Probably now you cannot get lost here because big brothers watching yeah. everywhere. <laughs> like yeah. So it's it's some good things about this also. Mm, mm. Hello Simalaya. oh yeah they actually was uh, was like checking our latest episode for more than half a day Mm. it was like on like you know on the check
0: (laughs) I wonder if they really hate us or they like us I think they must be oh god they've they've uploaded another podcast oh (laughs) god so (laughs) annoying we have to go check it I feel we didn't really talk about how big it is though we talked about the regions we didn't talk about like the numbers I don't think we need to... Okay, I don't think in this podcast we need to
1: say how many square kilometers China, how much is big. I mean, like when we say China is big here, it's like to to realize in different fields. different ways, right? In different ways. It's not like about uh, territory. I really think China is not that big when you like don't go there to the West to get this uh, really slow train. But here... In the south and east and Dunbei, the most developed regions. When you have high-speed trail and when you have uh, high Gaosu, high speeds for the car, it's like it's so, all is so close.
0: So I try to not fly in China because Mm -hmm. it's bad for the environment. So I always take the fast trains. I once took a train from Guangzhou to Shanghai. It took me 11 hours. Like I lost half a day. (laughs) Wow. so that's that is that's just an indication of how big China is, right? So that's south, very much south to the midpoint. Shanghai is very much in the middle. And then to go further north, right to Beijing is five because they've got a special train. But probably to go up north of Dongbei is probably at least another like 12, 14, 15 hours, even by high speed train. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a friend who's in Guangdong right now. He's from Dongbei. And I'm like, are you going back for Chinese New Year? He's said, "No, man, it's too far." <laughs> Come He's just on! Like, no, but it's not just too far. So it's also expensive for him to fly back. Fly, yeah, would cost like a couple of thousand minimum, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And if you follow that logic, I mean, back in pre pre coronavirus days, two thousand RMB, you can get a nice holiday to Thailand and back. Plus, yeah. you know, like <laughs> yeah. a nice hotel or whatever. Uh-huh. So, two thousand is a lot in that in that perspective. Yeah, it's
1: about three hundred dollars. Mm. And it's be will be much more expensive actually for Chinese holidays,
0: yeah, and during the peak seasons, yeah,
1: okay, China' is big, and we
0: are small <laughs> no it's, uh we i mean I've, china is China is like way bigger than Europe, right, even Kazakhstan is bigger than Europe, so I think coming from we're coming from two different perspectives, I'm coming from the u k where God, I remember driving up to my university it would take like three hours or like three and a half hours. And every time we drive up, I'd be like, no, I don't want to go. It's such a long drive. Like I hated it. And then getting on the train was like two hours or something. And I would hate it because I felt like I was just losing a day. And then you come to China or in your case, Russia, you're like, well, what's a day? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> just to go from one place to the other is like, you know, 10 hours or something. Remember, I actually remember on school trips from London, we used to like drive to Belgium. So we'd drive to the ferry, get the ferry for an hour, and then keep driving. And we'd be, we, we would have crossed like three or four countries within a few hours, honestly. Like driving in Europe is like a breeze. You can actually drive from London to Switzerland in about 24 hours, I think.
1: Yeah, before you had a lot of parts around the world like you can go to hong kong for a long time on the ship or to india or to australia but now only one island (laughs) Uh,
0: okay so okay thank you so much for listening we really really enjoyed talking about this topic again my name is lucian my name is artem and please give us your feedback on all the different platforms especially instagram and we also very much look forward to hearing your ideas for what we should be talking about next. And
1: leave your reviews on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, everywhere, really. We need this to so platforms can push our podcasts somehow.
0: And so we can become the number one podcast in about the world. China, about
1: China, at least. I check statistics, we are doing better. More and more people listening to us.
0: Okay, excellent. Well, that's me and my mom and then... My mum gets her buddies to listen as well. Mm. It's really nice of them. <laughs> Actually, you know what? My mum didn't even watch my TV show. No. Can you imagine? I, like I sent her the I'm YouTube so link. Sorry, she guys. <laughs> she no one. Why does no one like me? <laughs> like, she sent me the I sent her to the YouTube link and then I was like, hey mum, did you watch it like the next day? And she was like, Yeah, I watched about 15 minutes about of it. Uh, I'll continue another day. I'm like, mum, you're locked down in England. You haven't left the house for eight (laughs) months. You're not doing anything. How can you not watch your son on TV?
1: I'm sorry about it. My mum watching my YouTube channel every week, (laughs) just like when it goes out. And she reminded me that actually like something wrong, you didn't like release it for two hours. You usually release it on Sunday at three o'clock. So like, where is it? You know, you see. Um, Okay.
0: Okay, so thank you again so much, and we really look forward to speaking to you next time. See you later. Bye-bye.